Park on Adventurers. Welcome to episode 26. <laughs> you set me a challenge, Mel. I set you a challenge. I still don't know what SUPs are, so I'm just practicing. Are you serious? Yeah, I don't. What is an SUP? If it's not, what's up? It's a stand-up paddleboard. Oh. I had to what a letdown. Oh. <laughs> I'm sorry. I thought it was just walking I... around saying, what's up? Okay. Well, you can, you can keep on your merry way with that if you like, if it'll make you happy. I think I will. I think I will. Now, the weekend, other weekenders of Parkrun has just passed. I celebrated a anniversary out at Gels Park Run. It was another lovely morning. Weather-wise, wasn't so great down in Melbourne. I know you're a bit north of me. Did you have better luck with the weather? It was spectacular in Gladstone. It was really, really beautiful. Well, it rain- I was up sitting up in the dark in the rain, um, but still, I had a great time at Park Run. Did you wear some crazy socks? I wore some socks. I think they were crazy enough. Some socks. Yeah, I think they were crazy enough to get by. Did you get very many "Where's Wally" comments? So you saw, you seen the photo. I have. Yeah, no, I didn't get any uh, any "Where's Wallys." You didn't get any. Nope. Oh, I'm a little bit disappointed in in the people that attended gels on Saturday. They're pretty cool. They're pretty mellow at gels. It's not too much in your face. What's up? It's more, hey, I'm here to do parkrun vibe at gels. There wasn't. There weren't a lot of crazy socks, but there were a few. Oh, I, we we saw some in the pictures on Instagram and on Facebook. So, but we'll talk about that later. Okay. Did you have a nice morning though? You guys had cake. You know, it's an anniversary. All reasons to celebrate. Yeah, we got to hand out some officially awesome medals, handed out the new medals, so that was exciting as well, as I had a little bit to They're do with medals. those medals. Yeah. <laughs> I had, this is not a very widely known story, but I had a bit of a territory director fail a fortnight ago at Town of Seaside's anniversary, and I took the wrong medals. <laughs> so... Because I was also the photographer that day, when we handed out the medals uh, for the points prize winners, they all put them on and they didn't know any of it. And I was like, stay up, stay up the front. You've got to stay there for a photo. And as soon as I took the photo of all of them, I rushed forward and said, okay, guys, now what you don't realize is that all your medals actually stay Gladstone Park run on the back of them. So I'm going to need those back. And... I will give your actual medals to your event director and she'll bring it next week. And bless them, they were all very understanding. I hadn't actually told Gladstone that their medals were worn very temporarily by the Town of Seaside recipients the week before. Um, So Craig, Carmen, hi. Yeah, that's okay. They weren't dirty or anything when I gave them to you last weekend. Did you hand them out pre or post run? Pre-run. We, we do them pre... Well, actually, they were pre-run at Town of Seaside and they were post-run at Gladstone. Well, that's okay then. You know, it's funny because I almost did exactly the same thing. I had a bag of medals uh, for Packenham and I packed them in the gels bag and it was only 11 o'clock the night before that I thought, let's just double check. 
let's make sure I've got the right medals. And I didn't. So I quickly swapped them over. <laughs> well, I can promise you I won't be doing that again. Probably. Does this mean there are people in town of Seaside who don't have their medals? No, they've got them by now. I, I gave them to the event director the next day. Phew. Yeah. I had them I had them all ordered. I've got as I mentioned in previous podcasts, the gauntlet of, of anniversaries for the next couple of months. And so I've got all the medals ordered and I have them in order of the anniversaries. And I literally picked the two bags up and I went, no, that's not the right bag. And I must have held on to it and put the correct one back in. And yeah, so it was just, they were right next to each other. And even though I looked on the back, I still took the wrong one. I must have been a bit of the absent-minded professor that day. But they were all understanding. Well, yeah, they gave them up easily enough, <laughs> especially since it said Gladstone on the back. I guess they didn't really want Gladstone medals <laughs> when they live and run at Town of Seaside. Yes, no, they were all... They're an understanding bunch of tossers. Yes, very understanding. And uh, the event directors didn't even give me any grief about it yet, so that's good too. I might get some questions next year just before the anniversary that am I sure I've got the right medals, but that remains to be seen. And Gladstone, a good morning for you there, up there? It was a beautiful morning. We had, um, I, don't, I don't even know how many, oh, there was just less than 100, I think, park runners on the day. I was a volunteer photographer for the second week running and got to go for a bit of a saunter out onto the course and took some photos of all the runners out on the course this week before heading back in and yeah no it was a very lovely relaxed morning and I think everybody had a really good time. But you're also up there for a different kind of parkrun adventure. Adventure. Yes, well, I went up a little bit early on Friday and Craig, who is the co-ED at Gladstone, is in development of another park run closer to where he lives at Tannum Sands. So he had three different courses all mapped out, ready for me to go and have a look at and showed them to me in order of his preference. And I agreed with him on his first preference immediately because it's just a fantastic park with re like really, really well taken care of, beautiful views. It's just, you know, it ticks all the boxes of everything you want in a park run. Plus, it has the added bonus of when you map it out on GPS or draw a diagram of it on, on the map, it looks like a beheaded person dancing. And I don't know how many other parkruns can say that. A bit of Strava competition between parkrun courses. The headless mm. dancer's got a head start. <laughs> yep, they've got the whole leg flicking up backwards and everything. It's great. So, sorry, what's this one going to be called? Well, we're, we're, we're still talking about what it's going to be called. Um, so I don't, I don't want to tell you what the options are just in case... Um, things change between now and then but we're hoping it's only a couple of months away uh, pending funding so what I can tell you is it's going to be in the Tannum Sands area and it's going to be beautiful. Well sounds like you had a busy weekend. I did it was a very busy weekend I was knackered when I got home. You know who else had a busy weekend? Alison King had a big weekend she launched 
her new park run over in New Zealand. How about we catch up with her right now? And now we're jumping across the ditch to New Zealand. We have Alison King, who is the event director at, Alison, you're going to have to help me out with this, Puraranga Park Run, is that correct? Yeah, Puraranga. Awesome, I was, I was pretty close at that. Which launched just this weekend past. Alison, tell us about your park run. Uh, so Puraranga Park Run is in Rotorua, New Zealand. We are the geothermal capital for New Zealand and Puraranga translates as sulfur flowers, which is when you're in the nice hot sulfury waters here in New Zealand or Rotorua, you'll see there's these particles in the water and sometimes you think, oh, it's other people's dead skin. But it's not. It's the minerals that um, they bond together as the water cools. And the um, indigenous people here, the Maori here, um, hundreds of years ago, called them sulfur flowers on the stream, which is alongside where our park run runs. So I saw on your Facebook page there's a video. And the video looks really steamy. And I think there was mention that you actually do run through the steam. Yeah, we were um, a two-lap course um, along what we locals call the sulphur track. And you do not stray from the track because there are lots of vents around hot pools. Um, yeah, some of the course got taken out last year. Just there was a new vent that came through, but that seemed to have calmed down. But yeah, it's, it's something very different for park runners, I think. And does that mean it's warm when you're running through the steam? No, not always. Okay. So we're in the middle of winter and it was a pretty chilly day, but there was all the steam around, but you don't feel overly warm from it. It just means that when it rains, the path that we're on, it dries quite quickly. But the video didn't look warm, but you just see all the steam. and. <laughs> So you launched. Um, how was how was the reception? Did people in Rotorua love it? They did. Yeah, we had 128 runners for our first event, which we were pretty stoked with because we wanted to beat the launch for the the previous North Island event, Anderson Park Run in Napier. That was uh, last month. They had 97. So we, we broke we beat them and we broke the 100. So that was a, a good number for us to get. We did have a lot of tourists from Rotorua. We had, a, um, from across New Zealand, we had a contingent come up from Lower Hutt, which was New Zealand's first park run. There were also park runners from Western Springs, Auckland, and Hamilton Lake, and Porirua. But I would say we did a show of hands at the start And probably three quarters were locals. Alison, I'm going to come back to this geothermal thing because I don't don't really understand what that means. Yes, there's steam and you run through steam, but how how does this steam happen? Um, Well, Rotorua is known for its geothermal activity. We've got this volcano just outside of town called Mount Tarawera which 130 years ago erupted and buried one of the local villages, um, destroyed the original tourist attraction here, the pink and white terraces. So yeah, 130 years ago, people would come to Rotorua to bathe 
on the pink and white silica terraces at Lake Rotomahana. So we had this eruption, Mount Tarawera, and ever since then there's still been a lot of geothermal activity. So you've got the the Fokaririrua village, which is just all around geothermal stuff. We've got the Puringa stream, which runs alongside our park run, which has lots of vents along it where you'll be going along and you can see these steam and these bubbles coming up in the, in the stream. So it does make you a little bit nervous, I think, that there could be another eruption. But because there are all these different vents going off, it relieves any pressure and it just makes it, I don't know, quite interesting. Every day is different. When it's a rainy day, you can smell the sulfur a bit more than when it's a bright sunshine day. And also when it's a grey day, the, the steam just seems really mystical. And yeah, it's like you're on another planet. It sounds intriguing. So the vents themselves, you don't run over those because uh, of the heat from those particular spots? Or is it because you could fall in them and that's not good? Uh, probably a bit of both. But luckily, we've got this track that um, has been, I don't know how old this track is. It's been here for longer than I've lived in this city. I've been here for seven years now. And so this sulfur track, on either side of it, there are vents and little mounds. And if you do venture a bit closer to them, you can see like the yellow bits of sulfur, but you really shouldn't stray too far off because you can get burnt and people have been burnt. Yowzers, might need to keep an eye out for those. So tell us about your parkrun story, Alison. I understand you've only done one other parkrun yourself apart from your own event. Yeah, um, I listen to the Marathon Talk podcast, which is co-hosted by Tom Williams, who is Parkrun UK. And he and his co-host, Martin Yelling, would always talk about parkrun. Like Tom would run at Harrogate and Martin would run in pool and even though the podcast is about marathons, they'd talk about their own park run for the previous week. And I just kept on hearing this park run. And I was like, what on earth is this? And so then I looked it up. Oh, free timed 5K run every week. It's like, this sounds pretty cool. I wonder when someone's going to do one in my town. And I waited and I waited. And there were whispers that, someone was going to do one about a year and a half ago and nothing happened and then I think it was in December I was writing my goals for the year and I still hadn't done a park run I went to the Gold Coast in May last year and did my um, I got my recreational running level two certification through Athletics Australia and I should have signed up for park run before I went because I went for a morning run and then as I was getting back to my motel, I suddenly saw all these people running and then it struck me as like, oh, my one chance to do a park run and I've missed it. So in December, I wrote a list of goals of things I wanted to achieve in 2016 and one of them was to run a park run. And I thought, well, why don't I go a bit beyond that? Why don't I organize a park run as well? So in January, I was visiting some friends in Auckland and decided to stay an extra night so I could go to Park Run. And I got my friends registered as well. 
So I did Barry Curtis, which is botany in Auckland. And ever since then, my friend Jim has gone back every single week that, that he could to do um, Barry Curtis Park Run. So I've got him hooked. And yeah, I've only done that one. And I just loved it. It was, it just seemed really cool, just so social and relaxed. And you made it as hard as you wanted. If you wanted to run fast, you could. If you just wanted to have a bit of a trot, you could. And yeah, everyone was the same. I loved it. We often say on this podcast, Parkrun's not a running event. It's a social event. Did you get a good social vibe on Saturday from your crew? Oh, it was awesome. I had so many people coming up and saying thanks for getting it you know, started and there were lots of groups of friends that did it and I've seen just the notifications on, on our Facebook page ever since. It's like, oh, we'll join you next week or you know, we'll have to get so-and-so to come along too and that just made me smile even more because that's what I want. Yeah, that's where it starts. Look out. You want some Aussies to come over and visit, I'd imagine. We do because we're a very proud city. We're proud of our, our heritage here and what we've got to offer. And we like to think that, you know, we can show the Aussies something that they don't have back back home. I'm pretty sure we don't have any volcanic park runs yet. No, I don't think we do. So I'm going to add it to my list. I think it sounds Excellent. Really exciting. Well, let me know when you're coming and, you know, and I'll show you some of our our Kiwi hospitality, or Manaki Tanga, as they call it in Rotorua. I can't wait. Maybe we need to have a Kontiki tour of New Zealand. <laughs> Definitely. A, a Parkrun Adventurers Kontiki tour of New Zealand. Well, there's only 14 events. Yeah, and I, and I love the name Barry Curtis <laughs> for a name of a Parkrun. That's not just the name of the bloke who started it, is it? No, it's the name of some, um, the guy, I actually don't know. It's Barry Curtis Park in Auckland. He must be pretty famous. And there's a bit in that park which is named after, uh, I want to say John Walker, who was an Olympic medalist. John Walker was a runner in the 80s, famous for you guys. But I haven't heard of Barry Yeah, Curtis. he's a famous Kiwi. Yeah. But I'm, I'm an import, so my knowledge of New Zealand really only stretches back to 2003. You're an import. Where are you originally from, Alison? I'm originally from the UK, and what's awesome is my um, my sister's getting married in September, and I'm going back to New Zealand and uh, going back to the UK. And I'm a bridesmaid, and one of her other bridesmaids is a park runner, and we are going to do Norwich Park Run on the wedding day. Have you got your sister's blessing to be running a 5k run on the day she gets married? Ah, uh, she doesn't mind. It's, um, yeah, it's, I would say it's a low-key wedding, but it's not. It's in a cathedral, but she's a pretty relaxed person. Awesome. Well, you'll be able to get some parkrun adventures in while you're over there. Yeah, I've already got my three, three mapped out for the three Saturdays I'm going to be back. Sounds great. Alison, thanks for coming on the podcast. It's always great Thank to you hear for having me. international parkruns, and you're our first Kiwi, so it's our closest international parkrun. And we hope more Aussies will go over and visit you. Please do. Come to Rotorua and uh, it's the park run where you never run out of steam.
time to welcome Ian Hay back for our favourite segment, Facts in a Haystack. What's up, Ian? Hey, guys. Ian, now, keen listeners of the podcast will know I'm a massive fan of Rugby League, I think it is. Um, State of Origin was on <laughs> recently. <laughs> that, that was really convincing, that's funny. Yeah. So it's the State of Origin that we get excited about every year. And I know you Queenslanders are mad for it. Is there? Can we do anything with the stats, with the park run stats for that? Yeah, well, I, w- I wanted to do the entire segment on State of Origin and, and you were so excited about that when I mentioned it and when you asked what State of Origin was. Um, <laughs> so I, I was going to do a bit of a Queensland versus New South Wales thing. Um, so I sat down looking at the stats for ages, went over and over it, and no matter which way, which angle I looked at, I just couldn't find a way for New South Wales to win. So it was, it's I didn't really see any point. Um, the only <laughs> the the only positive thing I got out of there is yeah, New South Wales has a park run, so so they're winners in that aspect. But um, yeah, I couldn't find any stats to put them out on front, so that's pretty consistent with State of Origin. So there you go. So Queensland won. They, they usually do win. It's, it's pretty common. So. We haven't. We haven't. There's another game, isn't there? There is another game. Yeah. So we've, we've got to get, at least give them one. Or, no, we won't give them that one either. So. <laughs> Ian Hay, how to win friends and influence people. Exactly. So, <laughs> <laughs> so no, no. We will uh, instead look at, um, we've got a few different stats this time around, so I think we um, wanted to have a bit of a chat about the drop-off in numbers over the last, uh, over this cold spell. Well, yeah, let's, because we all know everyone loves parkrun when it's nice and warm, but do they love it just as much when it's one and two and five degrees? Yeah, I, I think they, some of them struggle to get out the door, to be honest. It's, we've had a pretty big drop-off. Um, I know a lot of park runs. We were getting week after week of just record attendances right through till the end of, even the end of April. Um, we're having some massive attendances up to up to around the twenty five thousand, um, and then suddenly it just dropped off, and we've been flat out getting um, above twenty thousand recently. And then obviously a couple of weeks ago with all the massive flooding, we were flat out getting above ten thousand that that week. So it's um, yeah, that's a little bit different because a lot of events were cancelled, but just yeah. generally across the board. What is the dropping numbers, percentage or figure-wise? Uh, figure-wise, we've been closer to around the eighteen thousand more more recently. So, it's uh, the last two weeks have been around the eighteen thousand. So, like I said, back in April, we're up around the twenty-five thousand. So that's that's a significant drop. So that'd be seven thousand park runners who can't hack the cold. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> or the dark. It's um, uh, it certainly pushed me this weekend with the cold. It was <laughs> it was very cool. So I don't blame a few people. It's shaken my confidence a bit because in the early episodes, I think we were taking a lot of the credit for the boost in numbers because we launched the uh, podcast at the start of the year and the numbers just took off. Well, but, if you hadn't started the podcast, then we'd probably be close to around, around the what thirteen, fourteen thousand. So, yeah, good point. <laughs> good point. Yeah. I should never doubt the popularity of the program. That's right. My, my stats are right, so you can't argue the stats. So, moving on, I've got I've got a few other little stats here too. I thought I'd have a talk about the Peel Club. Um, Ooh, tell us about the Peel Club, Ian. I was actually going to ask you, Mel, because we've got a bit of a uh, a Peel Club entrant here, don't we? Or a recent recent entrant? Oh, I would call it a celebrity more than an entrant, but. <laughs> <laughs> 
You have become a celebrity. Number 10, right on number 10 as well, so top 10. Yes, that, that was, I think it was hard won or hard fought for over, you know, I fight my own quiet battles. Nobody else knows I'm fighting it, but. <laughs> the stress each week of making sure you're still the one there, just hanging in there. You can't, well, the trick is you can't tell your competition that you're competing because if you do, then they, they might actually start trying themselves. So that's my inside tip. So for those who have absolutely no idea what we're talking about, uh, the Peel Club is basically um, having run one event in each uh, state or territory. Um, so Mel recently made the uh, number 10 position in that club. Um, so, yeah, it's um, there are quite a few that are sitting right on the edge of making um, making their eighth one as well. So Mel was a little bit worried leading into that. <laughs> <laughs> I think in the last three or four weeks leading into it. Yes, definitely. So, so I thought I'd just point out that a couple of extras um, stats around that Peel Club. So we've got um, so what we've got eight states and territories in total uh, to make the Peel Club. We've got thirteen people sitting at seven, so they're all very very close. And I think a couple of those hit them hit the uh, last couple very quickly. So um, yeah, there's a few that might be travelling around trying to get their number eight. And we've got 64 people currently sitting at, uh, so 64 in total sitting at six or seven states. So there's quite a few that have done a lot of states. So I was quite impressed by. Which one is the elusive one to get? Is it the Northern Territory or Queen? No. I, th- I think it is the Northern Territory. Um, I didn't break it down quite that far, but there are quite a few that hadn't done Northern Territory. So WA, I think, is another one that, uh, depending on where the park runner is from, and Tasmania, that seemed to be one that, people hadn't done a lot of yeah ones are a little bit further away from wherever their home park run and speaking of home park run so i thought i'd look at too where they're all coming from so looking at the ones that have run six seven or eight states uh the majority well there's been a large amount that have come from newy park run so yeah there's, there seems to be a few from there and i took it back a bit further and said okay four or four or more states um, we've got Tuggeranong and Jinandera. I don't know if I pronounced both of those correctly. Um, they've got 39 and 40 park runners at each that have done four or more states. Wow, they must be travelling together. They're all from the ACT. Oh, there you go. Okay. All travellers in the ACT, huh? They're ad- well, they're adventurers. It's, it's only been recently that they've had a new park run, I guess, in their states or their territory. So maybe they've had to be moving a little bit further afield to get their adventure fix in. That's right. Um, the other thing I was curious about was all these people who are travelling around a lot, do they get much time to actually volunteer and help out? Because um, we always like to um, mention our volunteers out there and the people that do a lot of uh, volunteering and helping out at their park runs. And, um, yeah, so the ones that are sitting at, that are sitting in the Peel Clubs, so I've done the eight um, states and territories, um, they average 49 uh, volunteer stints in total, so quite a lot. So per, pers- per person out of all of those, they average around 49 volunteer stints. So that's that's massive for people doing a lot of travelling. Um, and then it progressively goes down as we get uh, as we get less. So seven states, they average 29. Six, they average 19 volunteer stints and so forth. Um, yeah. That's an, that's an interesting stat. I'm not surprised by it, though, because... So I, to, to be honest, the people that are doing this, are pursuing this, are the passionate park runners, and generally the passionate park runners are good volunteers. Yep, that's exactly what I thought. Yep. 
yeah, usually the ones that are really passionate and really into parkrun, they just they know what they get out of when they go and volunteer. They know how much fun it is, and it's 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 just as fun as running it. So. Just quietly, that forty nine average, I'm above average. Yes, you you did bring the average up. <laughs> Absolutely. But we've also got um, Alan Burrell and we've got um, Rosen in there as well. We've got a whole heap of – they're all just passionate park runners, so they all bump it up really well. So, yes, that's the uh, the Peel Club, a very thorough analysis of the Peel Club. I think we might have to get Brendan on the podcast soon. He's already yeah, been interviewed, a, but uh, as a roving report, maybe we need to – Get to know the man behind the name. That's right. It's a very cool concept. It's very fun. It is. It's nice to have different interesting goals to reach. So thank you, Brendan, for paving the way for the rest of us. Thanks again for coming on, Ian, and go the Queenslanders. <laughs> is that right? Maroons? Yep. The mar- yep. You, you, you're going to be hanging out for the next game? Can't wait. Counting down the days. <laughs> How many days have I got to go? I thought you said you were counting. <laughs> I was just testing Ian. He's Mr. Stats, man. <laughs> uh, I, to be honest, I don't even know who won the last two games. So, <laughs> oh, Disgraceful. <laughs> i tell you what, I'm counting down the days until we have facts in a haystack back on the pod. Exactly. <laughs> Thanks, Ian. Thanks, guys. Thanks so much, Ian. Lots of fun to be had on Instagram this week. We had expat runner, another country, another park run. Love the Irish volley vests. PBs for my girls and no complaints from the nine-year-old who earned a post-run hot chocolate with marshmallow treat at the Kilkenny Castle Cafe. Try saying that ten times fast. Which one? Marshmallow treat? (laughs) No. (laughs) Kilkenny Castle Cafe. Go on, try it. I wanted to have a short podcast this week, so I'll just move on to running guy Ryan. He was at Logan River Park Run. He loves a park run adventure. So he went there for their third birthday, celebrated in circus style, as a clown. Literally, as a clown. Yeah, he doesn't, he's not backward in coming forward with the costumes, running guy Ryan. Love them. Bunny underscore 79 was chilling at the finish line to cheer in the town of Seaside Parkrun crew while the parentals both volunteer. It's worthwhile mentioning that the picture was of a gorgeous shaggy golden retriever who was chilling at the finish line. No cake this week though. Miss Spelt commented that it was a brisk 11 degrees at Nambour Parkrun this morning and she was asking the question, can you pick the pommy in this photo? And Mel, you're confident... It's the guy in skinny or short shorts and singlet. Yeah, I'm pretty sure. Everyone else is wearing way more clothing than that guy. Who who would be your pick? Um, maybe the guy with his head down because he's so miserable about Brexit. <laughs> he's going, what have we done? We're not a political podcast. We are going to have a segment at some point throughout the year. Politics, NBA... Religion. Religion. Mama of Hope was having fun. Parkrun Day, get excited, volunteering at Laylaw. 
Mama of Hope had lots of photos, and she took a photo also from the Hi-Fi Bridge, where you can see Melbourne. You have to squint. And don't get distracted by the graffiti on the bridge. Hey, TJ was at Jell's Park Run and shared a few pics. Pics of some crazy socks. They were amazing crazy socks. Did you see them? Were you actually there and you saw them yourself? Well, I've already mentioned that I was, and I did see them. Yeah, I know, but you, you said you saw some socks, but you didn't tell me about the amazing jellyfish socks, okay? I would have remembered that if we had discussed this, and I'm sure it must have stood out if you actually saw them. I did see them. They were they crazy. They were very cool. They were amazing. <laughs> Tesla Fox said, great run at Mornington Peninsula Park Run for their second anniversary. Was very fortunate to catch the sunrise before a very solid hit out. A great flat course for PBs. If you're in Melbourne, make sure you tick this one off your list. Great people, weather and scenery. Wow, that is a really wonderful review of Mornington Peninsula. I bet they loved that. Running Optimistic. She asked the question, how awesome is running with your bestie? What's the scale of awesome we're talking here? I've never run with my bestie, so I wouldn't know. We've run together. <laughs> Oh, I'm sorry. I mean my other bestie. Oh, how awkward. (laughs) Yep. Okay, moving right along. Jenna, not Jenna, said, the time I made off from my Kentucky group to do parkrun, she actually shared a picture of her at Chrissy Field parkrun with Alcatraz Island in the distance, which was very cool. We know we can always count on Will Be 1981. And he had a couple of great posts this week. And our favourite was continuing my job today as a parkrun evangelist. Hope, hopefully got someone going to Kiwana parkrun and a new Jindy parkrun parkrunner. I love how he refers to himself as a parkrun evangelist because I've often thought of parkrun as a bit of a cult. In the best possible sense of the word. Because, you know, cults have good senses of the word. The good cults do. <laughs> like parkrun <laughs> he's sending somebody your way he is i'm gonna have to find out who it is don't disappoint them oh we don't disappoint a kiwana just fyi jez savage said the sun breaks through the clouds over pioneer parkrun right after we have packed up yeah that's pretty typical but I'm glad they got out there anyway and and still did their park run. Let's move over to Facebook. Bit of action on Facebook this weekend. We got some congratulations from Gary Nisbet and Peter Polman for reaching 25 episodes. We were pretty chuffed. Tim Baldwin shared some fabulous pic from Mornington Peninsula's anniversary. Those guys were absolutely rocking their costumes. Did you see them, Scotty? I did. And remember on last week's show, I commented, great theme. I reckon any theme that gets you to, or gets somebody, I should say, to wear short metallic gold lycra bike shorts running, what what do you even call tights? Are they tights when they're that short? I don't know. But yeah, any theme that gets those pulled out of the cupboard, definitely worthwhile. I thought Adam Ant looked great, you know, bringing Adam Ant back to relevance. Relevance. (laughs) Relevance. 
<laughs> That's like prevalence without with a silent P. And they got lots of love, lots of love for that photo too. So top work. Rowan Durant shared several pics of with us this week. He was chasing rainbows all weekend and finished up with an Arctic blast run at Albert Park. I think the I think it was cold everywhere, wasn't it? Been very cold in Melbourne lately. Yeah, and it was cold in Queensland. Liv Coop, she was in New South Wales and her post was a picture and literally, brr, black butt park run. <laughs> so I think it was cold pretty much all over. And congratulations to Liv because she did her 20th different park run this weekend, which means she's joined the most events list. And we're coming to the not-so-pointy end of the podcast. We've got launches, three launches this week in three different states. Where are they, Scotty? Repping for Victoria, we've got Cobram launching. Cobram's up in the north of the state. We've got Atherton in Queensland. No idea where that is. It's also also north. (laughs) We've got a north theme and Strathalban. Another one for South Australia. They're going crazy over there. I wonder if underscore PK is going to go there and get us a roving report. Hope so. Hint, hint. Anniversaries this week. We're, we're, we're doing the reverse of what we did last week. So we had fewer anniversaries and more launched. No, it was the other way around. We had fewer launches and more anniversaries last week. And this week, we just have Avely Parkrun in WA celebrating their third This, of course, will completely change next year when there will be four anniversaries. Thank you very much to this week's launches. So make the most of having the limelight this week, Avery. It's all yours. Will never happen again. (laughs) You will no longer be the only child born on this date. Now, we've got a challenge for our listeners. But we're not going to tell you what it is. Yet. Are we, Scotty? No. I'm just saying, we've got a challenge. It's coming. It's a good one. When are we going to tell everyone what it is? We're going to tell you all next week. So you've got seven days of thinking of what our challenge is going to be. We're going to do it this week. You and I. Yep. And now that that we've said that we're going to do it, we actually have to go and do it. That was the point of me mentioning it right now. Yeah, it's a little bit scary. I'm looking forward to it. I'm going to rope in some of my besties to do it with me. Good plan. I think I think taking a posse along is is extra fun added to the challenge. We'll give you a clue. It's to do with running. <laughs> I'll go further. I'll go further. It's to do with parkrun. Not vague at all. So we'll leave you with that thought and see you all next week. Happy adventures, guys. <laughs>